The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your DFS preview for this week's Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. The full-on name and joining me to break it all down. It's Greg Ducharme. Greg, did you like how official I was with that? It was very official, very professionally done. Uh, Kudos to you. Thank you. That will be the last time. I do that because it is a very long name and there is there is so much there is so little to talk about this week yet so much to talk about this week yeah, if I that agree. makes sense yeah absolutely so this so let's great, I mean this is great for fantasy golf this is the kind of week where um, this week highlights what fantasy golf is all about if you're just a casual viewer and there's no skin in the game this may be a week where you decide to watch football but all of a sudden, you got a couple lineups going, and and you're hammering the top of the leaderboard on Thursday, Friday. You're you can't help it. You're watching you're watching the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club <laughs> Championship, and you just can't take your eyes off of it. And it's all because of fantasy golf. So I think this is the week where that really gets highlighted. I also think that if and now that we're in full football swing, there are a lot of users on these sites, and they're they're all entering lineups and everything, right? They're here for football, but oh, while I'm here, I'm going to play some golf. I'm going to play some basketball. I'll do a little UFC. But this is the week when you open up the, the salaries and you're like, I don't know half of these guys. This is the week that the research, if you're paying attention, if you've been following along, I think you have a pretty big edge this week. Yeah, and you know what else? This week is about more than just this week. This week is a scouting report for future weeks. This mm-hmm. is where you're going to find your dark horse. There's going to be coming out of this week. You're going to have a, um, a, a Harry Higgs, Lonto Griffin type, uh, Tom Hoagie type fantasy darling at some point during the year. So it's a really valuable week on two fronts. This week you have an edge if you've been doing some research and you get, you get to watch these guys go out there and compete, see how they handle the moment. And that's going to be valuable down the road in another event when you can get these guys at a great value. Give us a watch on YouTube at first cut pod, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Same thing. Um, Here's let, let's talk about this event because in in the world of golf this is an event that is uh, in its infancy yet has also had a meteoric rise. So in 2016 this was a corn ferry tour event. It was a corn ferry tour for two uh, event for two years. Then it got promoted and elevated to an opposite field event. Greg for 18 and 19 and it was running opposite of the match play, and then. Just this year, it was postponed to this week and has been elevated even further to a full FedEx Cup, 500 points, all that good stuff, regular tour stop, not competing with anything. So it's a week after a U.S. Open, which, you know, after a major, that's not necessarily a spot you want to be on the calendar. Uh, But with the boost in FedEx Cup and the elevation to a full field uh, type of situation, 
Punta Cana's got to be pretty thrilled. Well, right, because they're, they're definitely on the way up. So it'll be interesting to see where they yeah. fall into future renditions of the schedule. Um, this is how you gain traction, right? You bring some players down there uh, to the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. They enjoy it. They have a great time. It starts to gain traction. I think of the Travelers, which used to be the Greater Hartford Open. All of a sudden, that event gains traction and becomes a, a real um, a, a real important event on the PGA Tour, even though it traditionally follows a, a major. Now, the difference is the curveball here is this event this week follows not just a major, it also follows the FedEx Cup playoffs. It follows a yeah. long run and a condensed run in the schedule, and it falls in the early portion of a jam-packed super season. So not a great spot on the PGA Tour right now if you just compare all events for one year. But as you said, the way that they're climbing, um, they, they got to be happy with the position and the schedule. For guys like me who love the data, this is difficult because we don't have shot link data for Punta Cana. They don't run the lasers to the Dominican Republic and set them all up usually. So we don't have any data previously. And they have these very unique Paspalum greens, Greg. And the only other place that you see those greens, the Puerto Rico Open. Oh, by the way, no lasers there either. So we don't have shot link data on the two courses that I believe are like the most correlated courses on the PGA Tour. It's really interesting. You mentioned those past Palom greens, Rick. I don't know if you've ever played. I know you're from Philly. You're out West now. You probably haven't played very no. much on past Palom. Um, but I'll tell you this. It is, um, it's a thick blade of grass. So it, it's not as grainy as Bermuda in a, in a strange sense. It, in my experience, it tends to stand kind of straight up and down. It's a, it's a thick hardy grass does very well in coastal climates but the thing is it's great in the fairway it's some of the best fairways you could have you just draw these perfect lies one after another so that's really fun and on the greens they're extremely receptive um a little bit different than Wingfoot. you're going to see the ball pretty much stop where it lands um and then as for the putts you're not going to have a ton of break in the putts it seems like this golf course has it has two defenses one is not really a defense in the modern game but it, it's long 7,600 yards, Yep. Uh, but it, it's also a coastal course. You get a lot of wind. Um, so you have wide fairways. It's a long course, and it can get windy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then, and then the greens and the fairways are also receptive. You're not going to see the ball bouncing around on the, on the ground very much this week. Let's jump into this. $10,000 range at the top on DraftKings, and it is headlined by a guy who does not even have PGA Tour status. Will Zalatoris, $10,900. Corey Connors, $10,006. Mackenzie Hughes, $10,003. Sam Burns, $10,001. Greg, I'm not sure I've seen. I mean, Will opened up at 14 to 1. Uh, Co favorite, $10,900 on DraftKings. I I mean, we've been beating the drum for Will uh, for the last couple of weeks. We kind of know how we feel, but like from a fantasy golf perspective, are we playing him? You have to, Rick. I mean, you think about the, what, what you look at when you're judging who you're going to play in your lineup. Well, the first question and the most important question is, how are they playing? And Will Zalatoris is playing great golf, not just last week at the U.S. Open, uh, where he finished tied six. Extremely impressive. The field doesn't get any better than that. The course doesn't get any better than that. But what's he done on the Corn Ferry Tour before that, besides winning the money list? Well, he had 11 straight, 11 straight top 20 finishes. 
most guys on the corn Ferry tour uh, that have a lot of success, you see a lot of ups and downs. You see wins and missed cuts and wins and missed cuts. And the guys who get the wins, they rise on the money list a lot more, even if they miss a lot of cuts. Well, he didn't miss a cut all year. And he had, um, I, I want to say, 10 top 10 finishes in 16 events. So it has been a consistent, steady performance. And then you add to this, and I want to get your thoughts, Rick, because I know you're all over this guy too, mm-hmm. but I was doing a little research on him. And, and this player, is he reminds me of the, the Corn Ferry Tour players of the past. We'll start with Bryce Garnett. Bryce Garnett won the, uh, the regular season money list on the Corn Ferry Tour. Well, in 2018, he won here, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. There's the full name again. Um, so that's an that's a interesting sign. But then you add Sung Jae-im, who comes out the next year. He's the best player on the Corn Ferry Tour. Immediate success on the PGA Tour. His first PGA Tour event was a tied fourth. And then you jump to, um, to Scotty Scheffler. He didn't win the regular season on the Corn, uh, Corn Ferry Tour, but he won the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, and he is the Rookie of the Year the very next year. So I think all, all signs lead to a very successful week and season for Will Zalatoris. I could not agree more. However, I have to inject a little bit of concern on a couple of things because, and I've been very clear, I think he is the odds-on favorite to be the rookie of the year. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's probably a top 40 player right now. Right now. I, I believe that. I'm worried that for a guy who has virtually zero PGA Tour experience to go from a very grueling winged foot to travel to the Dominican Republic and be your headliner and to be the odds on favorite and the guy that everyone is going to flock to. I'm concerned about that. Like, like if I could buy stock in, in, in will for the next 10 years, I'd be doing it. But I, I think I have to inject a little bit of concern into him. Yeah, it, that's fair. It's a ton of pressure and um, it's a, it's a very fast start. It's like, he's, he's definitely at a peak right now. And if you, to, to relate it to stock prices, which we love to do on this, uh, on this show, he right now is at a, uh, at a peak. So he's on the rise, but over time, it's a really low peak. It's like a false summit. But what's going to happen this week, that's what we don't really know about. So in the short term, you're kind of buying high. You're buying very high. You're, yeah. But in the long term, you'd be buying low. You're buying, right. You're buying at 52-week high right now. This is the highest it's ever yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. And he'll never, he, he probably won't be higher all year because he's the top price guy. He, he might probably, never be higher than this ever. This yeah. might be 10,900 might be the m- most expensive he ever is ever. And that would they not be enough. He a near Hall of Fame career doing that. Correct. Uh, I'm, I'm, and as much as I love him, I'm thinking Mac Hughes. I think Mac Hughes might be the play here. Um, I think producer Jacob had a great stat. I think he's the only guy in this field or one of only two guys in this field who have played both editions of the Corrales Punta Cana resort and club championship. And to finish in the top 30 of both of them. Also, you could make a case. And I think you might be on this, Greg. I feel like this is something you have said to me, or I looked into your brain. Like, Missing the cut at winged foot last week might not be all that bad. Like you, JT could not, he could barely stand after he got done around. He was like exhausted. It might be better yeah. to be well rested. 
Yeah, that was a, a it was a grind last week. I thought I thought he was going to have a great week last week. He was kind of the dark horse in many of my U.S. Open lineups, which were were really good. They had, I had some great lineups going, and Mackenzie Hughes was the guy that missed the cut, and so it let me down a little bit. So, um, and a little bit of a personal thing with with Mackenzie Hughes, but I think I can overcome it. I think he's a great play if you if you're um on the concerned about will list you have a very safe option with Mackenzie hughes and i think he's a much better play than Corey connors and sam burr i think so too um nine thousand dollar range headlined by adam long 9900 goes down to brandon grace at nine thousand uh i think this is an okay kind of section I, I think there's a couple of names that stick out to me here greg but is there someone in particular you're most excited about playing well um most excited is interesting. I, I think the guy <laughs> I'm most likely to play is Emiliano Grillo. Okay. Uh, Grillo, Grillo, I'm not sure what you, which one you go with. I always go with Grillo. So Emiliano uh, is, is very interesting to me. You mentioned por- the, the Puerto Rico Open before. He came and tied third last year. And, um, and that's actually a really nice spot to finish in that event. You don't want to get much closer to the lead. You definitely don't want to win <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you don't want the curse. The curse. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually this year. That was in February. That was this year. Oh, okay. So right, I guess twenty twenty, the twenty twenty season. So that's a great finish. Uh, The thing I like about Emiliano is he's a he's a really nice iron player, Um, and on this golf course that can bode well. Although overall, I would say iron play is. I think it'd be great if they had data on this. I think it's least less important in a week like this because the greens tend to get really receptive, but if the wind picks up and it starts to defend these green complexes that you got to attack, I think it could be a really good thing for Grio because he's a tough player and he can really handle the wind. Um, and, and the other guy that I like, I always like Danny McCarthy, but I, I think he's a little, he might be a little high this week, but Sepp Straka is another guy that I'm going with. Um, and, and quickly, Rick, I think this week is all about picking something that somebody does really well. Grio, very, very good iron player. It's something he is, um, he's elite at. So far this year on tour, he's fourth strokes gain approach to the green, only one event. But uh, last year, I think he was 13th. Well, Sepp Straka is great off the tee. He was 38th off the tee last year, 53rd putting. I think that's kind of uh, above average with the putter. And he played pretty well last week, uh, at last week being the Safeway Open. Um, he came in tied 14th. So I think Sepp is playing well. I think this is a field where he can really handle it. Sepp is a, your classic popper. I know you like that. Um, I, I do like Denny McCarthy. I, I mean, he is your back-to-back reigning putting champion on the PGA Tour. I mean, literally led the, the tour in putting uh, each of the last two years, but he's kind of rounding into form. His, yeah. his game's getting better all around. So uh, starting at like the 3M Open, uh, his ball striking has gotten significantly better, and he's been... I mean, four of his last five starts, he's gained strokes ball striking, which is something he's like never done in two straight starts. In yeah, his and I think life. approach the green, it was four in a row. Uh, if it I was. remember correctly. Yes, yeah. that is correct. That, that's uh, definitely a, a step in the positive direction for him. He also uh, is another one of these guys that has played here each of the last two years. He finished fourth two years ago and 26th last year. I mean, I, I I tried this. I filtered every possible way. I looked at different stats. I said, maybe these guys will have a good have a good week. And almost any way I did it, Greg, uh, Denny McCarthy's name popped up. Well, it's a good sign. I mean, he's been a, a guy I've gone to a lot lately um, because of that improved iron play, because of the ability to putt. 
and he's just been in some tough fields. So at the Northern Trust, it didn't necessarily work out great for me. Um, and I was almost, it's like still in the right direction. I just wonder, is it, is it going to pop? And I mean, look, it's probably, I, I love hearing what you're saying because I'm a huge fan. I just wonder is 9,600, is he really my guy in that price range? I, I like him when he's a 6K guy. Um, we've got to pay a little more for him this week, but it could be the week to do it. All your 6K guys are 9K guys this yeah, week. That's true. Um, real quick, Hen- Henrik Stenson, I, I, I have no idea. He's played three times in the restart. I was shocked to see his yeah. name here. He's $9,500 on, I assume, purely name value alone. The last two starts he made, he missed the cut at both majors. I have zero idea what to do. The, in general, and there's no data to back this up, but in general, I would say it's not a great course for Stenson because um, his advantages are limited to an extent. He's a great ball striker. He's great on narrow fairway courses where you where there's a real premium on hitting the fairway, where there's a real premium on hitting really solid, high, crisp iron shots. And this week, I'm not sure that's the case. As receptive as the greens are, I think ball striking is going to be a little bit easier for everybody. If it gets really windy, he could have a chance. Like if, if it really starts to um, hum, he has a chance. But I mean, it's a it's a resort golf course. It's wide open. That three wood, that advantage he has gets limited. So I'm not mm. crazy about Stenson this week. But I mean, he is probably the most talented player in the field. Um, or definitely the most accomplished. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So you got to give him at least a little bit of a look. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good way to look at it with losing his advantage. Um, we're going to jump into the 8Ks and find some value, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Don't forget, if you want us to answer any questions that you have about golf, life, DFS, I don't know, whatever you want, send it in five-star rating and review in Apple podcasts. We will answer it right here on the pod. 8k range, Greg. I would like to say that this is probably the worst range. I I don't really like anybody here. I've got some favorites down in the seven K's. I guess there's a couple of guys that I like, but is there someone of note that you think is worth coming out of the 8k range? Oh, uh, it, it is a, it's definitely a challenge. It's not a range. I feel great about either. <laughs> so what do you start to go to when you're, if you have to really hammer this range home, I look for guys again, who are elite at something. The guy that sticks out to me is Luke list. Now the form hasn't been great. He's been a little bit of a, I would say a disappointment. I think over the past little bit, he's been underperforming based on his ability level and his talent level. Um, but he's a long hitter, and and he averaged last year 308 off the tee, which was 21st on the PGA Tour. Um, it allows him to hit a lot of greens. He was 33rd in greens of regulation last year, and and all that leads he was 22nd tee to green in 2020, which is great. The putter is a real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he played at the Safeway Open. He came and tied 65th, which is not overly exciting, but. You know, it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world. So I wonder if he may give you a little bit of value. I may take a chance with him. Um, and I suppose the other guy who I think um, I, I think Rick, you're pretty high on too, 
is um, Patrick Rogers down at yeah, baby. Uh, at exactly 8K. I feel like when he can open it up, this may be a real good spot for him. Here's the thing about Patrick Rogers. Uh, he bombs it off the tee. He was 18th on tour in driving distance last year. And while distance is not a prerequisite for success at this course, just ask Graham McDowell that um, it certainly helps and it's going to help every single week. But I think he has the rare combination of being able to bomb it and he can also putt. He was 11th on tour in strokes gain putting last week, which is like shocking. A lot of these guys don't, a lot of the bombers don't have that kind of touch around the greens. And I think that sometimes, sometimes when events turn into birdie fests and you got to get to 18, 19, 20, 21 under par, they kind of turn into putting competitions sometimes. Everybody, yeah. everybody just hits it to 15 or 18 feet and you see how many you can roll in. And uh, I think it's a good combination for Rogers. I like that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all with you on that. I think the iron play, which you could call maybe a maybe it's not hit the weakness, but it, a, a weakness of his. I think that's um, limited to some degree this this week. So I I, I, I really like the Rogers pick, and it's a good price for him. It, it certainly is. I'm I'm probably out on Charlie Hoffman. I think he'll catch a lot of steam. His irons have just been it's been sporadic. It's been all over the place. And if you want someone who's super volatile, sometimes you want that. Uh, Zinzun Ricky Bobby Zhang is here at eighty four hundred dollars because if he makes the cut, he's going to post you a top fifteen. Uh, but he's like missed five of his last eight cuts and has three top fifteens in the other. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, I, I like to call it trick or treat. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, but I think that's a really good thing this week. This is the kind of week where if you look into the crystal ball, you see somebody at the end of the year and they have eleven missed cuts and 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 they've only played in sixteen events. But they have that T three at the Corrales, uh, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship, <laughs> and this is where you kind of see those the poppers. They're going to have good weeks this week, and it, it just kind of this is one of those events where you see that a lot. So I don't know if it's going to be him, but I think it's worth rolling the dice and taking a chance on seven Ks. Uh, I actually think there's like three or four guys I could be interested in down here. Uh, right off the top, Will Gordon is 7,600 and he has a very small sample size. Yeah. Very small sample size. I'm pretty sure I've already seen him bet down from 90 to 66. So you have to remember when the odds come out, that's basically how these salaries are created. Uh, the public has already moved him from 90 to 66. So that's like $1,000 in salary that I think, Greg, Will Gordon is mispriced. Yeah, he came in, what was it, tied third at the, uh, I believe it was the 3M. Travelers. Uh, oh, Travelers. That's right. That's right, because he was tied with Phil. It was the classic Phil Mickelson and Will <laughs> yeah. Gordon duel heading down the stretch. The classic one. We get that every week, don't we? Right. <laughs> it was great to see. And, you know, he's a great driver of the golf ball. Uh, he actually, in fact, in 2021, small sample size, he leads the tour in strokes gain off the tee. So uh, I, I like that, it, although it didn't go great at the Safeway. I think it was tied 65th for him. But um, I do think this is an event where he can shine. I'm, I'm with you all in. Will Gordon is, um, is definitely going to be a popular play for me. Are you worried about his popularity? I think he, people kind of recognize him because of that, uh, that duel with, with Phil Mickelson. He also has a very generic name. Which yeah. this is weird. Like that honestly goes a long way. People are like, oh, Will Gordon, I know that. Like Rob Oppenheim might be just as good, but like I don't, I don't know who the hell is Rob Oppenheim, right? I, it's right. it's weird. People are weird when they pick their lineups. Um, the Gim Reaper is here. Doug Gim. Uh, I he has th- 
hold on, let me make sure I get this right. Two top 20 finishes in his last four starts. So he finished 14th at the Safeway. That's the last time we saw him. 18th at the 3M. And of all of the golfers in this field, with at least 10 measured rounds in the restart, so figure that out, Gim ranks fifth in strokes gained total. Basically says, since the restart of guys with a big enough sample size, Gim is uh, fifth in the field. And also, second career start on past Palm Greens, finished T20 at the Puerto Rico Open earlier this year. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I, I can go on Doug Gim. <laughs> um, it, it, look, you're in this place where, again, it's hard to fade. I have a hard time fading guys in this because this is the kind of an event where you can, it, it can breed some confidence. It can be a turnaround event where there are events like a U.S. Open where if you're heading into the U.S. Open and your game's not in great shape, it's very unlikely that it's going to be in great shape after this week. So um, I, I like those numbers. That definitely worked well. But Rick, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, would you fade defending champion Graham McDowell, who has missed four consecutive cuts? He's missed five of his last six, and he hasn't contended anywhere in the world since February. Yeah, I would fade him because uh, he's the defending champ more than anything else. There you go. Even if he was playing, I mean, we we never pick defending champs. You never pick the guy that wins last week. So no chance. A, a T two or a T three is much better than a win. Um, so I, I think fading Graham McDowell is something I would. I would definitely, definitely do. But Rick, you mentioned this guy earlier, Rob Oppenheim. Mm-hmm. I, I actually like Rob Oppenheim. Um, he tends to play well on windy courses. He was tied 36 at the Safeway, so he's playing pretty well. He had a pretty nice uh, performance with his irons. But if you look at some of his finishes from last year, the uh, Bermuda Championship, where it was a little windy, tied 24th. He played pretty well. The Sony Open, tied 21st. The wind was howling out there. Uh, Puerto Rico open. He was tied ninth, which is definitely a, um, de- definitely a good number. So I think there's, and, and look, tied 15th at the Wyndham, tied 29th at the Barracuda. I think Rob Oppenheim's a really, really smart play this week. He's played well recently, um, gained five strokes on approach at the Safeway, which was probably top. I don't have it in front of me, but I call it 18 to 20 or something like that. At the Safeway. I, I, I agree. You can sell me some Oppenheim stock. What do you think of uh, of Johnny Vegas? Oh man, um, it's tough. Like I'm I'm a big Vegas guy in general. Uh, he's he's really good off the tee. I, I I like the. This is where you have to decide, like the established tour pro who might not be playing as well as you would expect him, or one of these younger you know guys just coming up from the Corn Ferry or trying to make their name. And I usually side with the younger guys playing better at the moment, trying to make their name, trying to earn their status, nothing against Johnny Vegas. I just, I, I don't think I can get there. Yeah. I, I think I can get there. Uh, I, I think I'm, in fact, I think I'm there with him. You look at the Puerto <laughs> that Rico was quick. Rico. You can get there and you're there. That was two yeah, seconds. I'm already, look, I'm already in Vegas. Uh, he was <laughs> tied ninth at the Puerto Rico open, which was great. Uh, RBC heritage tied 17th. Um, and, and so there's been, look, there's been some, good performances. He did miss four cuts in a row to end last season, which isn't great. Um, but he did make the cut at the Safeway. You mentioned how good he is off the tee, Rick. He's yeah. fifth. He was fifth last year off the tee. Um, but that's really the only strength of his game. So I guess it gives me a little bit of pause, but I have a feeling you're going to see Johnny Vegas. Who's, is this, I mean, he's, look, he's from Venezuela, maybe a little, uh, local advantage. I'm not sure how, how often he's been here, but, um, I, I think it could be a good play. Sub 7K, we're into the sixes. 
and I think we probably both have a star next to the same name. Uh, Akshay's in the field. Yep. You like that one? Yes. A uh, couple things about Akshay that I really like. One, he's proved to himself that he can compete on the PGA Tour. I know it was a Safeway Open, and if you're if you're looking at this through a, a really broad lens, saying, "Well, should Akshay have turned pro, or should he have gone to college?" The performance at the Safeway may not have changed your mind, and that and that'd be fair. But I think it changed Akshay's mind. I think mm-hmm. Akshay believes he can compete, and when you go to a venue like this. I believe distance is going to be a really big advantage this week as it is every week, but it's wide open. I think you're going to see a number of bombers put themselves into position and Akshay, he, as his coach would say, he smashes. That's what George Gankus would say. So, I mean, he's (laughs) got some real club head speed. So I I really like Akshay. Um, I do too. I mean, that's just, that's one of those situations where you say this kid's got so much raw talent, go out and put it together for four days and see where, see where it winds up. Um, the only, uh, maybe not the only other guy, but uh, DJ Trahan at $6,600 is somewhat interesting. He is one of the few guys who has even played this event each of the last two years. He's made the cut in both and he finished 10th last year. And while he's missed a lot of cuts recently, his last start was a, a 14th place finish at the Safeway. So, I mean, we're down. You have to remember, this is already a weak field. We are sub sevens in an already weak field. You, we're, we're, we're scratching at things over here. We're really, really scratching. Yeah. And again, I go back to what are you going to hang your, are you going to hang your hat on something? Would you ever go with some, I can't, I can't Thank believe you. I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. Would you ever consider a Kevin Tway? Man. Now, let, not, me give you, let me tell yeah. you why I can't believe that I'm saying this. Yeah. <laughs> he made, one cut since February at the Barracuda. He came and tied 30, uh, tied 35th, but uh, look, he's, he's too good for that. That's it. That's the only thing that I, I have in and He also missed the cut at the Safeway 70, 72. He's too good for that. Is that going to continue? Is, is that just a crazy thought that Kevin Tway is going to pop off and have a good week and turn it all around here at the Corrales Punta Cana resort and club championship? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> It probably okay. is. I, I don't know. Listen, here, here's the thing, though. Uh, there are, what, 40 guys, you know, sub 7,500. A lot of them are going to make the cut. A lot of them are, you know, a couple of them might finish in the top 20. There's going to be names that come from this range. I don't necessarily know who they are. We can do our best to try to figure it out. I, I think there's better options than Kevin Sweat. Who he came really- in 31st in FedEx Cup points in 2019. That I mean, was a what? long time ago. Yeah, I know. A lot of missed cuts ago. So what happened? But I just, I wonder if you can go in this range on, go against all your, all your intuitions, all your thoughts, because this breaks all my rules, right? I, we, you know, we go for guys who are playing well and he's not, but maybe there's a chance that he, uh, that, that he finds something and turns it around. Mm. You know what? I need to find something and I need to turn it around, Greg. Um, We were texting earlier. And I had mentioned to you, I'm play, so I'm playing TPC Harding Park this week. I'm going to get smoked. I'm going to get absolutely smoked. I, I'm in no shape for this, but my biggest issue is I cannot chip and I cannot pitch. So we're going to yeah. go rogue here. Uh, okay. So I don't know if you like, I, I don't know what, like, you know how, I don't even know how to describe this. I have a very like flat, like p- pitching. Sh- sh- what do you call that? Arc. 
I, I, I like to call it emotion. Emotion, which yeah. like I feel like my room for air, like my margin of hitting this crispy crisply is nearly zero, and I have no way to fix this. And I chunk, I lay the sod over it literally every single time. Okay, so you lay the sod over. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay, so you're right-handed. Um, so that's good. You got the first part right. Now, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> So when you're hitting it fat, you probably hit, if you, if you don't hit it fat, you probably hit it thin, right? Oh Blade yeah. I've fat. never, I've never caught one clean ever. Yeah. So that means that the low point of your pitching motion is too far behind the ball. The bottom of the arc, as I call it, is really far back. So if you're hitting a driver or a putter and you want to have a little rise angle, you want to hit up on it a little bit, the low point will be behind the ball with an iron or with a wedge. Uh, it's going to be, unless you're in the bunker, it's going to be, in, you want it to be in front of the ball. So we have to figure out how to move the low point of your, of your pitching motion forward ahead of the ball. Now, the, the best way to do that, typically, a, what, let me ask you this. When you're in your full swing, what shot shape do you hit? Do you have one? Do you hit a draw more or fade? Um, if I hit it clean, it would be like a three-yard cut. You hit it high? Yeah. Okay. So this, this, do you, do you miss right when you miss? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> your club is coming too much from the inside. So what I want so you very, to do, I, see, I feel so vulnerable in this moment. <laughs> look, this is something, this is just getting better. We're improving. We're learning. We're improving. So what you got to do now is get your hand path to travel around your body to the left in the follow through. So you're going to take, I call we call it holstering. So you okay. take your hands and you're going to put them in your left pocket. And that, when you get your hand path to go around your body to the left and your, mm. your short game motion is more circular, that's going to take the bottom of the arc and move it forward. If that still doesn't work, take it a little bit outside, a little more outside in the backswing. So away from your body line, a little bit, your body line would be inside. So if you go around yourself in the backswing, right. that's inside, okay. away from your body's outside. Take it a little more outside and then same thing hands to your left pocket that's going to move the bottom of the arc forward you'll get ball first contact and all of a sudden uh well let's just say i'll i'll send you an invoice perfect fire it on over we're gonna have a spinoff pod greg uh, fixing my terrible golf game uh that'll be coming to your feeds tbd um all right greg what else is going on happy happy corrales punta cana resort and club championship week we are still going all out I'll be on vacay for a couple of days, but you guys will be rocking it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're going. Uh, we're going hard. All no event is left behind. <laughs> and uh, the again, these are events that I think are really important on the PGA Tour. I love following them. I love covering them. And and these are the stories that when you get to a Genesis Open, you get to a Farmers Insurance Open. Some of these names, you're going to find somebody that played really well this week that you're going to put in your lineup you're going to bet at that tournament and they're going to perform great for you. And you're going to say, Hey, I, I knew it, but it's because I put in the work and I followed the Corrales Punta Cana resort and club championship. That'll do it for this episode of the first cut podcast, where we covered the Corrales Punta Cana resort and club championship. That is Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the real GFD. You can find me on Twitter at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut, 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 cut. And we'll catch you next time.